Raise your hand, guys, if you need a cup of coffee. Lake locals and visitors alike, Trader's Coffee House has us covered. Hot and cold coffee drinks, baked goods, sandwiches, smoothie bowls, and my favorite is definitely their house-made soups. Yum! I am personally obsessed with the chicken salad sandwich and some nitro cold brew on the side. Conveniently located on 219 in the heart of Deep Creek, Trader's Coffee House is easy to get to and truly has something for everyone. Check out their menu and hours on their website, traderscoffeehouse.com. Hi, I'm Maureen. Hi, I'm Jessica, and we are the Mountain Maryland Mamas. We're two mamas living and working in rural Western Maryland. We're here to bring you stories from Deep Creek Lake and Garrett County and the latest happenings around the region. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and join us for a little chat. Hello! <laughs> Welcome back to the Mountain Maryland Mama Show, starring Maureen Myers. Oh shit! <laughs> we are off to a great Oh start. my goodness! <laughs> I blame I blame my phone because you're still Maureen Myers on my phone. It's all right. Here we are. Here we are. And, you know, so I, I was going to ask you before we went live, but I'll ask you now because I am, where am I at? I mean, I how do you say it? I'm on vacation, but is it mm-hmm. on, am I on location? <laughs> on location, on vacation. <laughs> I like it. But what I want to know is what's going on at home back in Garrett County. So yeah, I'm sitting in Grantsville. It's a little uh, humid tonight. The last couple nights have been humid. We've had a little rain, a little sunshine. Uh, weather's been great. Actually, it's just summer. I've been keeping up with the weather at home, and it makes me really angry to see that you guys have been having great weather. 75 degrees and sunshine. <laughs> I mean, yesterday was some thunderstorms, so don't get you know. All too right. Upset, well, but... <laughs> I mean that's expected in summer. I mean, so. Down here, sometimes when we come in July, we're in Emerald Isle in North Carolina. Sometimes when we come in July, it, you know, it's 90 and it's just bright sun and you can't sit outside for very long. But we've actually had a lot of clouds this week with just a little bit of rain so far. But it's made things bearable outside, you know? Yeah. So I am trying to work on my tan. I have my new floral shirt on for you while we record. Lovely. I've got my, I'm like ready for fall here. In, oh gosh, in don't Bakery. even say it. Don't even say it. <laughs> this is one of my thrifted shirts from oh. uh, one of my, my Instagram thrifted friends, well, that, Copper and Thread. That's so. allowed. But I did see, yeah. I saw my first fall advertisement on social media the other day. Let me tell you what you're really missing this week. And that is the vegetables are booming <sighs> in our CSA and wild embered bread is back. Oh, you know it's what? Like a, you know, top top week at, at CSA. Brian has already warned me that when we get home, we're going to have a ton of cucumber zucchini squash to pick because he picked a ton last week before we left. And I think we brought 10 cucumbers with us. So we are not together again, but that's okay. We're not even in the same state, but we're recording this episode 
we decided to take a little break. Um, it's summertime. We're just, you know what? And we've talked about this before. We've said that we're so busy, but you know what I say? Like we are just embracing this season. We summer just has so much going on and we have to maximize it. So we are just maximizing our time. I think we both have gardens. Yes. So we have like extra chores, right? We're outside watering, we're picking vegetables, we're weeding, we're like, there's just so much extra stuff going on. So we are maximizing. Is that a word? (laughs) It is now. But we are both a little guilty too of overscheduling. Yes. And that's kind of why we decided to slow down the podcast a little bit, do one episode a month. And we're going to have this little chat about being busy. And to be honest, I think we talked about this before. Yeah. The, the B word. Are we going to say it? The B yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> busy. Burnout. Um, burnout. Burnout. Yeah. Well, you, you know what's when... funny? You know, Wait, you know what's funny? I realized. So I told my family here on vacation, I said, guys, I need one evening where Maureen and I record and we do We're going to do it in our online studio here via the laptop. And my mom said, oh, what's the topic? And I kind of like hesitated to say burnout. I almost felt a little silly because I think it is a word that when described, many people can relate to. But I think it's a word that you hear a lot amongst creative, professional people who maybe are active on social media, you know, you hear and see that term being used a lot across like our age group, us mid thirties working hard, but creative people who have a job, but also a side hustle. It's this word that is used a lot. I think in, in our, our community of people like that and not everyone maybe knows about it or talks about it or it's just a word they don't use but when you describe it it's like oh yeah you know I totally feel that way sometimes I feel burnt out yeah and I think some people are really good at just avoiding it altogether just not not overdoing it just kind of uh, so I ran into our friend Rachel today yeah and I would say Rachel is just so good at being like look I'm doing what I want to do I am spending my you know, she works so hard, but she, like, I hate, I'm not, ugh, I like hate the work hard, play hard, because that's not yes, even it. Yes. It's just like having expectations for your own time and what you're going to do and making sure that you're just like living each day to the fullest. I also think there's this kind of like balance with introverts and extroverts. I tend to over plan and over schedule but I also need that like 180 of like sometimes I need a half of a day in my house or outside in the garden whatever going for a bike ride walk just like taking that time to like connect back with myself because I'm it takes a lot of energy for me to be in front of people like I love doing this podcast but it takes a different side of energy to put to like get myself ready and and like put my personality out there and then I just have to kind of like retract a little bit get back in tune with like myself to be able to like spend that energy elsewhere you know and it's funny I I don't even think I was aware I definitely was not aware of extrovert introvert 
until I gathered with people in the small business creative community in Garrett County and someone was talking about it and was like, Jess, you're totally extroverted and I'm very introverted. And I had never, like I had heard those words, but I never used them to, you know, identify myself or my friends. And it's people like you, it's people like Rachel, it's even people like our friend Jesse. She was even telling me the other day that they were saying no to this one social activity because they had outdid themselves socially for like three or four days in a row. And she maybe is a little bit more introverted than me. And I'd be like, yes, let's go do this social thing. But she was like, we went hard all weekend long. And now this one evening, we're just saying no to this, even though our friends are going. Um, And it makes me think that you, you just said work hard, play hard. I think some people could get burnt out even just from playing hard, right? Like Ab- just totally. Yeah. It has absolute yes, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think there's like another term that I bumped into today and I was uh, listening to another podcast and it was um I just found this podcast and I love it. Um she is a, a cookbook author. Her name is Joanne Lee Molinaro. She is the Korean vegan. And I found her on Instagram she has like amazing recipes so so good her cookbook is fantastic but she's also this wonderful storyteller so I was always watching her insta stories just like listening to her talk about her history and how she was a lawyer and a marathon runner and now she you know she's a content creator and a chef and she or cookbook author and she had that she has a podcast now so it was like amazing I love her voice I love listening to her stories so one of her first episodes is about toxic productivity and I loved this conversation like where she took it it was like why do we glorify productivity and it was someone was like judging her saying she doesn't work hard enough and she was like what does that even mean like who is anyone to judge like what someone else's productivity is like you know other than your boss (laughs) or whatever you know and she like had these little suggestions of things to celebrate and I just wrote a couple down because I was like wow those are really just like really some things to think about and something I wanted to bring into this conversation and she was like next time you're talking about productivity she goes brag about how many how early you went to sleep the night before which I love doing I'm like oh my god I went to bed at nine (laughs) o'clock last night it was amazing um how late you woke up in the morning how many minutes of meditation you were able to squeeze in um how much you're reading hours you sat just chatting with an old friend and she had a couple others and I was like Yes, this is awesome yes. because like celebrate being slow. Celebrate taking time for yourself, taking time for your like dearest loved ones. You know, we try to make time to like get together that's not about work. Right. Just get together and like hang out and relax and yeah, I like what listening to that today. I was like this is so perfect and so timely. And like, I don't, you know, we talked about maybe having suggestions for people and like how to avoid it and how to combat it. But really, it's like, just celebrate slowing down sometimes. It's it's funny you say slow down, because sometimes I'll notice a reoccurring theme or topic that will jump out at me, usually across social media. So whether I'm seeing it in Facebook posts, or I'm seeing it in social media. But in the past few months, it's been slow down. 
like there has been this reoccurring theme and it's messages that other people are putting out, but it's been really a great reminder for me. Um, you know, and I think like I get so caught up in being active and not being at home because I get bored when I'm at home. But this reoccurring theme, I took it as a sign of like, okay, I need to slow down maybe in a few different areas. Like maybe I need to slow down in my work schedule and take more time, slow down from work, but then use that time to take the kids to the beach, take them to ice cream, take them to hang out with friends because I'm slowing down work a little bit, you know, and what can I replace it with? Um, But also at the same time, being very conscious of that because if I'm always filling our gaps of free time and saying yes to every activity, there's not even time for them to just chill out and watch TV all day, you know, one time, Um, which does kind of bother me sometimes, but (laughs) I have to understand that like, and you're right. Like, but you're really good at recognizing, you know what, Jess, I need a day in my garden and staying at home, you know? And I feel like through you mentioning that, I'm like, oh, like maybe I could like sit on the couch for a couple of extra hours and do nothing because that's just not normally me, you know? So I really, it's been really eye-opening for me to talk with somebody like you or even just hearing from Jesse that they were saying no to something social because they had overdone it. And so, um, I mean, like, yeah, I think you could look at burnout, you know, getting tired, feeling overwhelmed and hitting a wall. I think you could look at it from like a work perspective and then you can look at it from like a social perspective and you just have to you have to figure out where your mindset should be and what what decisions would you allow you to celebrate like you were saying earlier from that podcaster that you found um because yeah man I mean if you could say you went to bed at 9 p.m (laughs) dream yeah, I mean, maybe once in the last year, but it was my dream. Yeah, no, that that never happens. I mean, I I I think for me, you know, I started recognizing in my work, you know, over the past couple of years that I was getting mentally exhausted and just tired quicker of the work I was doing, and you know, I wanted to prevent that full-on burnout where I was just no longer enjoying it at all and I wanted to say no to everything. And so I started recognizing, you know, I need to figure out the pain points, what's tiring me, what do I not enjoy as much anymore, what do I not want to celebrate as much anymore. And I mean, specifically for me, it was getting rid of some wedding work and really identifying Mm -hmm. the kinds of weddings that were dragging me forward to that kind of overwhelm, tired burnout. And just saying no, you know, to more of those weddings and that kind of work that was coming in. But it's really opened up the doors then to do the opposite, to do more of that work that gets me excited, keeps me fueled, gives me the joy, doesn't tire me out as quickly, you know? So, yeah. And then it just like in turn helps the family life and then in turn helps the social life, you know? Right. Because you want to be like that, that extreme is so dangerous, like to get to that point of feeling so overwhelmed that you that it's not your work isn't joyful, or you're, you know, spending so much time that's just like taking time away from things that you are really passionate about. And that's something else that that I had been thinking about, too, is like, prioritizing your time. Mm -hmm. 
it's like such a generalization, but really like prioritizing the things that you're passionate about that make you feel whole, that give you energy and like being able to say like, this is the work that I really want to pursue and being able to say no to those other things. Because then, you know, by eliminating the things that are like taking energy from you, you're able to like fill it back up with things that really like make you whole. Yeah. You know, I've asked myself a lot over the past few years, where do I get my energy from? Like, when do I feel feel that positivity, that joy? And I really, I'll sit back and make it as simple as just being around people. And so for me, it's a lot of getting out, doing social things, interacting with people through my work, you know, like that definitely is where I gather my energy. So making sure that I continue to do that, but stepping back, really setting boundaries. If we want to get into business boundary talk, I made a list. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. Well, and I think I do want, let's stay on that for a second though, because you say like you get your energy from being around people. And I think you're also, you've learned so much from your experience, just, you know, from having conversations with you and like understanding how you work you have really carved out this like niche for yourself where the work that you are doing is things that you're passionate about. And so when you're around people, you're around people that excite you. Like you're going to social events at Deep Creek. You're talking about Deep Creek. You're like in these areas where you're doing the weddings that you want to do. It's not just that you're around hundred people like you're around 50 people at a small wedding in deep creek at a lake house like you know that's the stuff that gets you excited right right. and I was thinking about this too like it's not like I don't like being around people (laughs) (laughs) obviously Uh, what's that one like I've I've peopled enough for the day or something and I think about you I think it's the same thing. It's finding those situations and instances where you're around people that give you energy. And, you know, it it might take more out of me than a day in my garden. Like physical, like doing physical activities doesn't always take as much like energy as, or yeah, as like being around like a group of people and having to be like, quote unquote, on. But I do think about like, times where I excel. And I, I love being at the farmer's market and talking to people. I love interviewing people for this podcast. I, when I did that event, um, I'm going to say this and I probably there's only a couple people that will know what I'm talking about, but I started, there's a, a worldwide event called Pachacacha. Yes. And I started one in an accident and we had these events and it's, um, it's like a, it's a presentation style and I'll just link to it cause it would take me forever to like explain it cause it gets me really excited. Yeah. But we had these events and, you know, I put them on and um, started them with my friend Tasha Smith. And we had like a little group of us that were doing them and we did them in accident at Moonshadow. And those were tiring and it was a lot of organization coordination, but it also gave me energy because I was around creative people and people who were passionate about what they were doing and loved like telling the story of a project they did or, or a project they worked on or whatever, like. I think like just this topic of like prioritizing what what you're passionate about too. So even if you're busy, it's not always as like energy sucking. Right. 
just finding that work that you're really like passionate about and then carving out you know the time for the things that do make you slow down too I like how you said um you know finding something that you excel at you know and then you you found that event series and it was something that you were really good at and it made you excited and it gave you the energy and um because then it doesn't feel like Maybe it feels like work in the moment when you look back on it. Like you said, you're, you can just be happy about it and really excited and proud. Um, and then I think that is what really prevents the hard wall of burnout, you know? Um, and I, I, you know, I did a little stories on our Instagram today and to see if anybody would like kind of respond with what makes you tired or overwhelmed or feeling burnt out. And well, what does this have to do with Deep Creek and Garrett County and the stories we share? But I think, you know, it's summer. We were having a hard time figuring out our schedule about when we would record. And here I am on vacation doing it because not that it's a terrible thing, but it honestly Bless gives, you. It gives me like an hour <laughs> away, you know, um, but, you know, we were getting so busy in summer and then, you know, we just interviewed all these ladies from the farmer's market series. I mean, they have got to be feeling some overwhelm and tired right now. It is their busy season. And so I feel like we have interviewed and you know, featured so many people who creatively work like us and who are either have felt this feeling of burnout before or who are on the edge of it. Um, And again, there could be those people too that just like, they've never really considered the work, but they have those feelings. Um, I mean, right? We've all like been in our houses before and just like sat and cried (laughs) because like this one last thing, yes, this one last (laughs) thing like irritated you and was the cherry on the ice cream sundae and you were just like, oh, breakdown, you know, like I feel like that could be a physical outward sign of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Have you visited our Deep Creek Lavender Farm yet this summer? The end of summer season means another round of blooms, but this time it's mostly sunflowers. Lavender lemonade and ice cream continue, as well as weekly yoga classes in the fields every Thursday through mid-August. Farm owners Ann and Scott also invite you to bring a picnic for your visit. There's still plenty of warmth and sunshine to enjoy, so why not enjoy it while snacking and relaxing in a peaceful landscape? The Lavender Farm Shop is still open with plenty of homemade lavender products. Two of our favorites are the Peach and Lavender Fusion Soap and the Gardener's Goop Lavender Lotion. Find out more about the farm at deepcreeklavenderfarm.com. Check their class schedule, including a cooking with lavender class scheduled for August 16th. And be sure to follow along on Instagram and Facebook for field and flower updates. Mark your calendar for Labor Day weekend for one final summer season chance to visit the farm and shop those lavender products. So I, I did, I wrote down some, some things and I mean, my mind right away goes to my business um, because 
I'm right away deciding my schedule. I'm making my own schedule. So I'm figuring out how much I actually want to work and how much I don't want to work. And I know that if I scheduled myself to take photos every single day, yay, I'd make a lot of money, but goodness gracious, I'd be physically tired. I'd be mentally tired. Not even mention the management of kids I'd have to do to accomplish that, you know? Um, Yeah. One big B word that I think of is boundaries and some of the boundaries. You're drinking the new beer. Another B word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think of boundaries. And one thing that I've done is set a boundary in my work schedule. So, you know, for a couple of months now, I have been turning people away for family sessions because I have plenty of free days. I have so many days between now and the end of summer where I have zero photos to take. But if I fill all of that free time with photo taking, it's not going to be good for anybody. I'm going to get tired. I'm going to get burnt out. I'm going to get irritated. People may not get the best photos. The kids aren't going to get my best attention. You know what I mean? So I've had to step back and say, you know, maybe I'm only going to do three or four of these a week instead of five or six or seven. Um, And so I really try to be conscious of the boundaries in a schedule. So for anybody out there who, you know, has a small business and can create their own schedule, boundaries in the schedule, just because you have a free day does not mean you need to work that day. Yeah. And that's one thing that even like trying to schedule a a recording for a podcast or working like I've started to pick like, okay, I'm just not going to do any kind of like computer, any kind of work on Sundays, just picking a day like it, you know, Saturdays are my like adventure day with Millie. And then Sundays are my like relaxing, maybe run a couple errands day. And I just, I can get most of the things I need done during the week. Like I don't need to attend a board meeting on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, I think that's really smart. I have some... Uh, friends in the wedding industry who every like Monday is their off day just because they work through the weekend with weddings and then Monday Mm -hmm. comes and it's their off day they could say yes to more work and getting things done but they know they need that break time I've been reminded of this too a lot recently is creative people need time for their brain to sit and do nothing right because it's it's not doing nothing. It's just catching up on all yes. of the thoughts. And I'm sure there's like a scientific word for this, but it's well, it's almost like daydreaming. Like, yeah, ne- you know, like we should never criticize daydreaming because it's it's how your your body's processing. And I like to think of that too, like that introvert time that I need to like retract and get my like self-collected it's my body is just processing everything that's happened and then how to like go on to the next thing too yeah it's just our brain is it's processing yeah I mean this morning when I was on my run I was listening to a podcast episode and it was just this kind of slow downtime for me I wasn't doing work I wasn't hanging out with the kids And there was something in the style of this podcast episode that allowed me to have an idea for our podcast. And I haven't texted you about it yet, but (laughs) like it allowed that. (laughs) I know. I've been like saving ideas because I'm like, okay, Jessica and I just need to get through like the next couple months (laughs) and then we're going to like brainstorm. Yes. I'll also tell you. It's where those thoughts like pop up and it's like I've been writing more and let's 
my walks with Millie in the evening is where my brain like starts to process those ideas. Yes. Like, okay. I want to, you know, I'm going to write about this. Like these are the thoughts I have on this. And, or like yeah. when I'm driving in the car by myself, always have an idea. I always have an idea come to mind. So I wrote down a couple other things um, okay, in regards to boundaries, which we already went over, like scheduling business time. Like you don't need to be working every day just because you can, you have the free time. I've also been not ashamed to schedule social time, which we do. We will text about this with our friends and say, okay, on July 27th, which is one month from now, (laughs) we have free time. Like, we're not ashamed to do it. Like, I have color coding on my calendar and orange is the fun social scheduled items. And there are those on the calendar. It's not. It used to just be my sessions and my weddings. Then it turned into sessions and weddings and the kids' doctor's appointments or school things or whatever. And now there has got to be a tab for fun. There has to be a tab on the calendar for social time because if we didn't have kids, we could maybe be a little more spontaneous. (laughs) This is totally it because both of our husbands are pretty active in our kids' lives, Right. right? But there is a little bit of extra labor that I think falls on at least both of us. That is scheduling. Yes. Planning, uh, (laughs) grocery shopping, maybe doing the meal planning. And so, you know, I think we're really good at finding that time to socialize, but it has to be put on a calendar and it has to be planned out because we got to make sure that other people need to know. Right. You know, husbands need to know, babysitters need to know. More people have to get looped into the program. Right, right. You know, if we're going to go out on a Monday night, it's no big deal. Partners are going to be there. You've got a babysitter or a parent, whatever. But, you know, other people have to get looped into the plan. Right. And a a tip for all the people out there who are listening with little kiddos. One thing that our friends and I have decided and discovered was that if you can't always schedule adult social time, you find a place that is kiddo friendly for your adult socializing and you just bring the kids with you. So for those of you who know Deep Creek, the mamas are going to have a honey honey bar happy hour some random weekday at like four o'clock when we all know our work is done. The kids can run around in that backyard and jump and play and climb on the things and we can have a drink. Then we get our adult social time and the kiddos get to play. And we didn't have to go through the management of finding a babysitter or making sure that the husbands were home first, you know, to watch the kids. Um, And so that alone, that alone takes a lot of mental angst off of me. Because as soon as I, you know, I want to do all these social things, so I want to put them on the calendar. But then it's like, wait, okay, wait, will Brian be home in time? Or wait, should I get a babysitter? oh, well, let's just step back a little bit and find out where the kids and parents can all hang out together. And then it's just easier. Yeah. And I think I'm not there yet because Millie takes so much management of herself. Yes. Like, I can't just, like, we can't just go to Honey and Millie can, like, run off and play. Right. We'll get there. Give it a few years. <laughs> we'll get there. But now she's, like, she loves, she's, like, very into the stage of, like, come play with me. So she'll uh, right. come and take my hand. And so Tom and I basically, like, he works later. I work early. So we're like on our own different parts of the day. So in the morning, like he used to be able to like 
get himself ready, get her ready, maybe make breakfast, whatever, throw some laundry in. And at night, I would like make dinner, clean up the kitchen, whatever. And now we're both just like, nothing's getting done. He's like, which is like, totally fine. We're playing with our daughter. It's great. But it's like, I make half of a dinner usually. Like today I had like three things I was going to make and I was like, you know what? It's cucumber and tomato on bread. (laughs) (laughs) That's my dinner. And I'm going to go sit on the floor and play like drums with my daughter because she, you know, she just came and like, she's so cute. She comes and pulls pulls my hand. She's like, come play with me. I'm like, okay. Well, wait a minute. So this was something I was going to mention at the end, but like, you talking about that and how you had these major plans, but you had to adjust because of Millie and being there alone with her, or her just needing so much attention. And then you being able to like giggle about it. It's totally a mindset thing too. So yeah. I realized May, June that the kids schedule was going to be nuts. Like I think I texted you maybe the month of May they, I had 20 some days of evening post-school activities that needed to be done for them. Like whether it was dance or swim or whatever it was, but we just had a jam packed end of spring activity calendar for the kids. And, you know, I started to get a little grumpy, like, oh man, I gotta like drive them everywhere. And we got something every night and I'm never going to be home to cook dinner and it's gonna be run, run, run. And then, you know what? I like, I said, what if I had a different mindset about that? Like, what if I was just like, this is cool. Like, we're being active. We're not sitting at home doing nothing. Like, the kids are participating in sports. They're seeing their friends. They're trying new things. And I'm able to run them around. Like, maybe this is fun. Maybe this is okay. And it actually, I think, because of that little bit of a mind shift, I'd looked at it positively instead of this negative, like, I'm just busy running them around all the time. I look back at that couple of months and it's like oh that wasn't that bad I never had a breakdown I never felt overly exhausted you know I just kind of thought this is the season right like you talked about that at the beginning it's just the season that you're in and you have to just be ready mentally for it and know it's here and know that it's going to be different in a couple of months but you were saying you know it's about mindset and I think part of that being able to tap into that mindset we talked about this a little bit. Um, we had like the our combating winter blues episode. I also think that self-care for yourself and like you were able, you were in a healthy enough place to put yourself in that mindset. I think that's also a big part of it. Choosing that mindset, you're able to do it because you're in like a healthy enough place. Well, like maybe if you don't have other things weighing on you, you know, if you're already, you've already had a you have less on your mind. You have, um, and I, we should have listened to the combating the winter blues episode before we did this one. (laughs) Um, but you have the space then to be like, okay, this is going to be hard, but maybe it could be fun. I don't know if you have anything else to add to this too, but I was thinking about like no judgment. If anyone like does get to that, like burnt out space. Right. My, the best reliever for me is literally just like, crying it out <laughs> or having like, a day to veg out with the tv that really yeah, helps me like man letting yourself feel it ask for help and tap into those like coping mechanisms that you know you've hopefully set up for yourself that you can do to kind of get yourself out of it and then you know be able to like set that mindset to 
maximize. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody, if anybody is feeling that like breaking, they've broken down, they feel burnout. Absolutely. Like no judgment that you didn't catch it or try to solve it or prevent it or whatever. You know, I think I was getting to the point when I recognized, okay, what kind of photography work do I actually want, should be doing? And how do I get that out or get more in? You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I, I was I was getting there. I was getting there. And it's just a matter of recognizing it. I think like if you are experiencing it and you just are like, okay, I'm in this. I'm going to experience it. I'm going to let it, I'm going to cry it out, whatever. But then just recognizing that it was that, it was the burnout, it was the overwhelm, it was the exhaustion, whatever. And then like, okay, step back and what what can I do about it? I think recognizing it too, that you're experiencing it, you're getting there, whatever, that can allow you to have that mindset shift of like, okay, that was that. How can I make it better? So one thing that I have to nerdily say I'm really proud of, but I think it would be an amazing boundary for everyone in the world to set for themselves to help prevent burnout or anything near that or anything close to it, whatever. Getting email off your phone. Because Mm. if it's a personal email or if it's a work email, it does not matter. But if it is on your phone, which we all know our phones are with us all the time, then you are tempted to check your phone, check your email, and then maybe you get an email from an upset client or you get an email from your boss or you get an email from somebody that's just bothering you. You are suddenly distracted. You are mentally somewhere else when you get that email. And maybe it's like right after dinner with your family or maybe you're getting ready to go to bed and then suddenly you have this thing weighing on your mind and it's keeping you up at night or it's making you angry around your family. I have not had email on my phone since before we moved to Garrett County. So it's been almost a decade and I have not had email on my phone. And I just feel like it allows me to separate work and life a little bit. But even if it was personal email, like it's just this thing that can keep you away from your downtime, keep you away from your family time, keep you distracted from whatever you're doing. And I don't know about you, but what like when I am like distracted or like interrupted, mentally it's really it really taxes on me I have realized that a lot with kids (laughs) like in the summer when I'm trying to sit on my computer and work while they're home for summer that interruption of like I'm working I'm emailing I'm editing and then they're interrupting me because they need something or they want entertained can really mentally get to me I think that goes along too with the toxic productivity like as millennials whatever our age group we are like we're available all the time. Yes. I'll totally check my email all the time. And I think even when I was like starting in my career, when I first moved here to Garrett County, I really celebrated like the flexibility that a couple of my jobs had given me. And I was like, but I'm totally, you know, I'll just check my email all the time. Let me tell you, I much prefer having set working hours yes. and saying I'm going to check my email during work hours and I, just to turn off like work email. I will. I think even just listening to you, I'm like, and even getting my personal email off my yeah. phone would probably be really, really helpful because you're right. It's just like you're not present. You're not in the moment. And I think as busy as we can be, it's just easier to focus on one thing at Absolutely. a time. And I think that like having that on there 
or even just constantly checking social media. Just that also adds to it. We have enough of that. Like we have the phone, we have the texting, we have the DMs, we have the Facebook messages. There's so many other ways people can get a hold of us. We do not need email on there. Um, You know, and don't like, I always tell people too, like, don't be afraid if you have a small business and people are messaging you through a DM or a Facebook message to try to get information about your business. I have no shame in saying, hey, thanks for your message. Fill out the inquiry form on my website because I'm not going to sit in my DMs or my Facebook message where it's fun social time a lot, right? Going back and forth about business stuff. Just shoot it to my email because I will answer my email during work time, not at 9 p.m. when I'm just scrolling on my phone. Um, So it floors me. It floors me the number of people I know who text back and forth with their clients to deal with like business communication. But then, too, the ones who are constantly on their work emails. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I feel bad for the mental workload that that is taking upon you. Because if you can just get rid of that and just filter it all to a certain time period or one communication medium, oh, my gosh, the mental relief. Oh, I promise y'all, if you haven't done it yet. Get the email off the phone. It, I just learned something from you. Like, I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, and I, you know, wait, do you know why it actually happened to me almost a decade ago? It was because before we moved to Garrett County, I knew I needed a different cell phone carrier. And I got a new phone, switched to AT&T because Verizon isn't that great in Garrett County. And I just never set up email on my new phone. And then I just never set it up. Like, I didn't set it up when I got it. I just never did it. I love that. Woohoo. So I don't know where you're going to call this episode. The B words, get email off your phone. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I was just looking up. Uh, so this reminds me of, um, I think I forwarded this Insta story to you the other day, but our friend at Reception to Follow, which is another great um, podcast. I highly recommend. Yes. Hi, um, Heather. <laughs> yes. She is wonderful. She's so real and Ugh. like so good at what she does too. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you are killing it. Yeah. She was like posting things and it was like she was finding like reviews of uh, other wedding vendors. I forget exactly like what she was exactly what she was posting, but it was like definitely like comments and seemed like reviews. And right. It was kind of it was like it was funny. I don't know if you'd call it like trolling some customers or whatever, but she <laughs> was like how how many uh like brides and families were getting annoyed at vendors for not responding right away Ugh. and it was like this one person complaining how they had sent their uh photographer a an email four emails within a month yes she was like what i saw that <laughs> i saw that and let me tell you guys we do not need a Facebook message as a follow-up to the email you sent us less than 24 hours prior. And I'm not trying to be mean, passive-aggressive about this, but it is is this culture that, like, you should be available at all times, and I should be able to get a hold of you within an hour on all these different platforms. But it's like, we've got to respect the boundaries. Like, set the boundaries, and then hopefully everyone else can respect them, because... And, like, yeah. now, like, I have children. I have a child. You have children. I, I think I'm realizing, too, like, sorry, we already have people who expect us to be there for them 24-7. Like, 
my work not is not one, one of them. And yes. my like I'm not yeah. Clients are not are not one of them. <laughs> I mean, are you are you like DMing your dentist? Because they did not respond to your phone call. Like, I don't... Can I compare the two? Can I compare the two? (laughs) Okay, but if you could DM your doctor... Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, maybe that's going to happen in the next decade. But no, you shouldn't DM your doctor or your dentist. We had friends, this is like one little funny story and then we'll close it up. But I had, uh, we had friends visiting this weekend and Mike is a big birder. Uh, You know, we were talking about, we were like on a hike and I was like, oh my God, Mike, what bird is that? Like what, you know, can you you hear that? What bird is that? And of course, like he wasn't like telling us everything he saw, but at the end of the hike, I was like, okay, like what, how many birds did you see? And he was like, people will send him like pictures or like, like voice memos. (laughs) what kind of bird is this <laughs> like can you imagine like how many dms from friends do you get like just i mean we talk about photography all the time right specifically food photography yes yes it's hilarious but yeah if someone was always bothering him with bird oh, photos my goodness. <laughs> there's another b but, word you know, when you have when you have something and it, you love you it doesn't bother you as much right but. exactly exactly well this I mean, hey, this was a good little chitty chatty, almost an hour here. Yeah. Um, I do want to uh, close it out too. We, you and I have had some instances this summer where we have run into podcast listeners. <gasps> That's and right. people that we didn't know that listened to this podcast. And I just want to say, we are so grateful for everyone listening to this podcast. I publish it typically around 5 a.m. The editing's done the night before. Jessica has the show notes done the night before. We've typically recorded like weeks before. So I publish it at 5 a.m. We usually have like 30 downloads before 7 a.m. And yeah. I just, I am like so floored. I We're so grateful for everyone listening. And I love meeting people that are listening that we have not met before. Yes. It's really fun to talk to you like, please and it's been at the farmer's market i think for most absolutely of us. yeah our our crew is there i mean i met christine brenneman shout out to her i met her the other day kayla and mark i know they listened to us they said and so. mark's parents <gasps> yeah yay. hi mark's parents yay we don't know you but hi yeah it is it is so <laughs> cool to meet people who are like oh my gosh you guys i recognize your voices <laughs> Yeah, it's this has been this is our 20th official episode. We've done bonus episodes. We've done little for the love check ins. Yes. Um, We're still going. We're just taking we're slowing down. Slowing slowing down. down. We are enjoying summer. We're we're throwing another B word. We're taking a break. We're doing one episode July, one August, one September. Because you know what? We just started to see the signs, see the signs that the schedule was getting a little hard that we wanted to be outside instead of inside at a computer because it's summertime. So why not? Yeah. Why not and just we, make the decision to step back and slow down? Yeah. And I'll speak for both of us here. I think it's okay. We love working together. Oh, yeah. So we never wanted it to get to a point where it felt like stressful or just work. You know, this has been so much fun and um, we have a lot of ideas coming up for the next year. Yeah. Which is so great. And so we haven't really talked about this much, and I think we're even going to do a special podcast episode, but we are officially Breaking Trail Productions. 
LLC. That is our business, LLC. That is our business. That is what we developed together. Um, Mountain Maryland Mamas is just a, a podcast that came out of that. And it's definitely our most like visible iteration yes. of Breaking Trail. So these podcasts are produced by Breaking Trail Productions. Um, but we have a lot of ideas and a lot of plans. And you're my favorite podcast partner, buddy. Woo-hoo! And maybe this little <laughs> maybe this little break is gonna allow even more MMM and Breaking Trail Productions ideas to blossom. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna let you get back to your vacation. I'm gonna finish this delicious beer. Yes. We've been talking about for months. The Patagonia Dogfish collaboration made with Kernza, a perennial grain. Every Very time, cool. every, time I, local every time I store. tell somebody that you were on a hunt for it, they're like, what? What is this? So I feel like you should be getting a commission every time I tell your story about how you were looking for this beer because <laughs> people are not knowing about it yet. <laughs> it's cool. Well, I think it just hit like our local stores um, after Memorial Day. It's yes. definitely at the Valero in Grantsville and Deep Creek Beverage in, in McHenry. McHenry. And um, I'm sure it's at some other places so yeah. it's re- super refreshing great great summer beer and Maybe i sustainable grain. i am gonna go figure out if i should have a refreshing beach beer before i go to bed it's almost nine o'clock beach time please do the kids were falling asleep on the couch at like 5 30 that right there that is a good burnout prevention 5 30 nap on the couch naps. <laughs> yes naps. love it all right, friend. This was great. This so was fun. fun. To catch up while you're on vacation. Yeah. Right All right, cool. Well, I'll see you back in the GC next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Bye, friend. Bye.